You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania and also Launceston, right across Australia today. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook. And as I mentioned, we are coming to you from Hobart and Launceston with David Maxwell joining us from Launceston today. Welcome, David. Uh, Jason, how are you? It's good to have you here today again, it's David. Good to be here. Continuing your series, Reflecting Jesus. Mm. Now, uh, David, um, I'm just going to mention this. You know, when we were preparing, we heard a, a kookaburra in the background. We did. And uh, we, we worked out, we were trying to work out whether it was coming from my end or your end, but it turned out it was coming from your end. And is yeah. that surprising to you? Uh, the kookaburras, yeah, we don't usually hear them very often, yeah. but we hear all these other birds. So, yeah. It was a nice sound, wasn't it, to it start us nice off sound. today? So. It was. Each uh, time, David, you like to share something with us, and in this case, uh, something of a blessing, I think you've been sharing. Would you like to share something with us today? Yeah, I, I guess uh, going on the theme with the blessings in my Christian walk, one of the, the surprising blessings for me was being asked to be part of this radio program. Uh, I remember last week we were just touching on that topic and we, we'd mentioned, or you'd mentioned, that it wasn't something you were really keen on doing either. And mm. it was it was a, a bit daunting for me to be speaking live on air um, and that was that was a real challenge. And yet, since I've started it, um, I've really been blessed personally. I've really enjoyed it, and I've found it such a blessing that I just want to keep doing it. Well, obviously, as long as I'm needed, you know, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. But <laughs> well, we need but, you. We need you. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. So I'm really enjoying it, and I find. As, as you present on air, as you're able to share these thoughts, these ideas, the Bible verses, how it's affected you, how, how the Bible is coming alive to you um, in the 20, 20th century, 21st century. We're 21st, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, 21st century. I, I, really, I really find it very, very helpful personally, and I hope that people find it really helpful for them as well because some of the issues we talk about one of the issues we're talking about today is a very difficult subject mm. when we're talking about demonic possession and things like that it can be something that people are either fearful of it could be something that they are personally challenged with it's something that people can have a very negative experience with perhaps in the past uh, and so it really impacts uh, what they do going forward and as we can unpack things here on the radio I find that people can tune in not just today they can tune in to the recordings in the future and it really really can help them and I've heard some of the stories where it's helped people so the more I do it the more I just love it mm, well. <laughs> and it is a blessing it is, and uh, whilst it does require some discipline and time in preparation, mm. but uh, mm. I find that also a blessing, even just spending that time to uh, 
to prepare and and for me you know understand the topics that have been presented so yeah that's right and and look i think the learning from all of these blessings along the way is they don't always look like blessings when you're doing them when you're going Mm. through them Mm. yet when you look back you can really see how god has led you can see how god is using this to enlarge enrich um um, improve your Christian walk and prepare you for helping somebody else mm. and and that's a really big thing so don't look at the negatives in things uh, although that we, you know we tend as humans to do that look for where is it that God is going to give me a blessing or is giving me a blessing from this particular circumstance yeah for sure now uh, last week you presented on assisting the afflicted part mm. one and uh, in that uh, program, we were talking mostly about, I think, physical healing. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to the past episodes, all of the Reflecting Jesus programs are on the Faith FM app. You can download that, Faith FM Australia. Do that search in your app store on your phone or tablet. Faith FM Australia, you can go back and listen to all the past episodes. You can also listen live on the app as well. And, uh, of course, on the Faith FM website, that's faithfm.com.au. It makes it really easy. If you want to share a program with somebody, you can do that as well from the app or from the website. Now, today we will have a free book offer, and we'd love to hear from you. So do write this number down. It's 0488880891. That's 0488880891. That's our Tassie Encounters show number. Um, when we ask you a question, we'd love to hear from you. We'd, we'd, uh, we enjoy interacting with you, and uh, it's nice to know that um, you've got questions and you've got answers to questions, and uh, we'd love to hear from you today as well. So what are we going to be talking about today, David? Yeah, today we're going to look at a topic that is a challenge for people, and that is assisting the afflicted where it comes to the spiritual, casting out demons and other sides of the spiritual healing. So, you know, we, we, we touched on mostly the physical last week. We did mention spiritual. Today we're going to look mainly at the spiritual, but of course we're going to touch a little bit on the physical as well. Mm. Uh, but before uh, we go to the break, uh, we've got a few minutes, and I would like to actually ask a listener question and Hopefully, we'll get some people who are brave enough to text in what their experience has been. Mm. And my question is, have you ever met someone who was demon-possessed? And I'm not saying someone who was just crazy, um, you know, bad behavior or something. Somebody they knew was demon-possessed. What happened? If, if you're willing to share, what, what happened? And I understand if it's somebody else, you'd want to be careful with names and things like that. But... If you are, if you are able to share that, that would be really good for me. Um, Unfortunately, this person that I'm talking about has passed away. So unfortunately for them and their family, of course, and and my condolences uh, many years ago from that. But there was a person that I met uh, and he clearly had uh, demonic possession issues and he, he wanted to be released but on the other side of things, he, he didn't necessarily want to do what was needed to be fully released. And so he struggled with this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a challenge. That can be a challenge. So we're going to touch on that. We're going to talk about 
all, you know, the issues all around about that. Um, we're also going to try and touch on a topic that you and I were talking about last week, uh, Jason. What happens when you pray and nothing happens? Mm. We're going to try and answer that as well. Mm. That's a big issue for many people. Yeah. And if you'd like to answer that question, uh, what what happens for you or how do you handle it if you pray for something and you don't seem to get an answer if you pray for healing and nothing happens? So, mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, we'll also talk a bit more about that. Um, David, I'm just uh, wondering, and uh, I'm not sure exactly whether you're going to cover this in the program today, but um, some people might uh, consider certain uh, mental health issues uh, mm. similar to demon possession. Um, yeah. Is it we'll easy to distinguish? Okay, good. Uh, look, generally, there's a general rule of thumb you can use, and we'll talk about that as well. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we might go to this first break, but uh, before we do, 0488 is our show number. Text us in your answer to this question. Have you ever met somebody who was demon-possessed? And... Uh, Share with us uh, what that was like. If you are willing to do so, that would be great. This is Brooke Fraser with Faithful. There's distance in the air And I cannot make it leave I wave my arms round about me and bloweth on my mind I cannot sense you close Though I know you're always here But the comfort of you near Is what I long for When I can't feel you I have learned to reach out just the same
just the same when I can't hear you. I know you still hear every word I say. Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Maxwell on the topic of assisting the afflicted. And this is part two of uh, two parts, I believe, and today we're spe- specifically talking about casting out demons. Uh, before the break, we did ask you a listener question. Have you ever met someone who is demon-possessed? What happened? We'd love to hear from you today. And uh, do text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, David, uh, before the break, we're going to get in. We we talked about we're going to get into this topic today, mainly looking at the spiritual side of healing, mm. and of course that involves uh, things like demon possession as well. Mm. Um, let's uh, let's start to unpack this a little bit. Yeah, no worries, Jason. And look, please, if you're listening and you would like to text, and even if nothing happened, you prayed and nothing happened, we'd like to hear that as well, because that's relative to the topic that we're talking about, and we'll touch on that a little bit later on. Mm. The spiritual aspect is very, very important. It's not just about demon possession, but that is something that's very scary for people. This is a serious topic today, and, and... um, I, I don't want to treat it lightly. I want to treat it seriously. And there is both physical and spiritual in relation to mental health and the other things like that. We'll touch on that as well. Mm. So first, what we want to do is pray. Very important. We pray for this topic and uh, then we'll get into uh, reading the passage we have today. So let's pray. Yeah. Father, we want to acknowledge the topic we're talking about today is a spiritual one. There is a spiritual warfare going on that we can't physically see often. Lord, we pray that you will protect us today as we open your word on this topic. We ask for your understanding and your guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So could you read today? We're going to read the New King James. I find that reads fairly well and easily to understand. Matthew 17 14 to 21 talking about this particular issue about somebody bringing a child that's uh, afflicted Mm. okay so it says and when they had come to the multitude a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying lord have mercy on my son for he is an epileptic and suffers severely for he often falls into the fire and often into the water So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, 
because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Mm, Thanks, Jason. We have a hint there at the bottom that uh, Jesus sees this as a spiritual battle. Mm. My first illustration that I'd like to share is something called Nothing Happened. Um, Sometimes you pray for complete healing, but nothing actually apparently happens right there and then I'm talking about. Now, mm. this, this was an experience that I've had many times, um, and, and I think as a pastor I think it's important to share that when pastors pray, it's not some magic wand that's different from when you pray. Um, there's some conditions, we'll talk about those later, but I've, I've had this particular experience that's in my mind where I prayed very, very hard for a particular person, and the family surrounding this person, and nothing happened immediately, nothing happened later, and in actuality, that person died. Mm. So, yeah, what was that all about? You know, um, that's, that's really difficult. And then I had to do the funeral, having prayed for that family, having prayed for that child. And there's a temptation to think that people will look at you and say, there's something wrong with you because your prayer wasn't answered. This is the experience of many people today, many people who seem to have faith that Jesus can heal and restore, but when you pray, God doesn't seem to step in and answer as they ask. So I'm not going to deal with that specifically now. I'm going to keep that away in the back of your mind and we're going to come back to that a little bit later on so as i said last week we covered the physical healing that jesus brought in first century palestine and we mentioned briefly the spiritual today we're going to mainly look at the spiritual dimension but of course as you mentioned earlier we are going to touch on the physical because it's it's important in this topic to differentiate the two So, look, modern medical fraternity today is a mix of physical, social, mental, behavioural and medicinal assistance, you know, both the regulated and unregulated type. Mm. So I'm talking about herbal as well as, well, most drugs are herbal, even though some of them are synthetic. Mm. So I would suggest that this acknowledges that whole mix of the things that it takes to make us healthy or, or deal with the issues we have. I'd suggest that this acknowledges the complex nature of the human body and mind. And, and you know, after 6,000 years, over 6,000 years of looking at it, Jason, I still don't think we've quite worked it out. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think that's true. We, we've, <laughs> there's a lot to a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. However, if anyone understands it correctly, it would be the one who actually put us together, and that's Jesus. Mm. So... We're going to look a lot at what Jesus talked about. So in this, in this passage that you've read today, in the Matthew 17 passage um, that you read earlier, Jason, you, you read a number of words or a number of times there was a particular word that was translated as epileptic, epileptic. Now, that's not the Greek word. That's the translation of that Greek word. Mm. Other translations of the, 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 that Greek word in the English, in other uh, Bible translations, uh, some say lunatic, some say moonstruck. 
Now, Moonstruck, I didn't know what that was, so I had to go and look it up. So it seems to indicate, the Greek word, that Moonstruck is actually the best description of what the intent of the original speakers were Mm. at that particular time. So what it means is that they believed that the moon had an effect on the child. Mm. Um, Whatever the child was suffering, when the moon was in different waves or waves, uh, it would affect the child more. And today we actually recognize this, believe it or not, as a real phenomenon. Um, You'll notice if you ever work in the aged care industry or the mental health industry, at full moon times, in those cycles of the month, people are more unstable. Mm. Um, they're more irrational. I've, I've, I've heard of that uh, colloquially, but I didn't realise it was actually uh, a, a, an observed fact. Mm. It is, it is. And they believe, and I'm saying believe because there's very little known about it, but they believe it's because the moon affects water bodies on Earth. Mm-hmm. It also affects the water balances in our mind, uh, in our body, and certain people, it, it affects how their mind functions. Mm. All right? So they're already challenged with, um, with mental health or with uh, you know, some of those ageing diseases the effect of the moon has more influence on them. So they don't fully understand it, but that's what I've been able to research, and that's from people speaking um, in the industries as well. So the word used in the Greek clearly reflects that the attitude, the local attitude, was that this was a physical ailment. Mm. When you read in um, Mark and Luke, it seems to add a different context in there, but but certainly in the English. uh, But in the original Greek in Matthew, it appears that the father seems to think that this is just a physical issue. However, Jesus and the disciples, with the words they use, both in the Greek, um, they use this uh, word uh, demoniac, and they believe that it's not just a physical issue with this boy. Mm. And Jesus casts out the demon with a word and it proves that that was the case, you know. Everyone recognizes that uh, that, that 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 it's an, a difficult issue, you know. Um and everyone recognized that there was a root issue there somewhere but they differed about what what the issue was. So in, 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 in another case, Jesus had a man brought to him by four of his friends. And some of you will remember this. He was lowered down through the roof. They pulled the top of the roof off and lowered him down because they couldn't get in because of the crowd. Now, Jesus sees the spiritual issue and everyone else around just seems to see the physical. This is Mark chapter 2. Um, 2, 1 to 12, you you can look that up. We haven't got time to read the whole thing. But uh, in verse 5, Jesus asks a very pointed question because he says, he sees sees the um, um, uh, spiritual issue with this man being brought and he he sees that this man comes with a burden of sin. That's the problem. He's crippled. I'd be more concerned about not being able to walk, but he was more concerned about being forgiven before God because of their beliefs and Mm. other sorts of things. So Jesus sees this and sets him free from the burden of sin first and says, your sins are forgiven. Everyone else is thinking, you know, the leaders are thinking, who's this? Who's this? He's saying he can forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus makes this very interesting statement. He says, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. What do you think? Which is easier? Well, I think um, in those days, um, 
the the idea of forgiving sins was a big one for the Pharisees. Mm. But I mean, for mm. us today, we we could say, well, you know, it's easy to say that your sins are forgiven, mm. but uh, in those days, that would be blasphemy. It would be blasphemy. Mm. But they acknowledged that only God could do this. Mm. So Jesus asks, it's it's like a catch-22 mm. question. You know, he says, which is easier? Well, clearly it's easier to say something and nobody knows whether it's happened or not. That's mm. easier than to say, hey, get up and walk. You know, mm. you have to have power mm. to get that guy up and walking because he can't walk. Mm. Um, and they realize, though, that, hey, only God can forgive sins. So they don't really say anything, but Jesus replies and he says, well, just so that you know that I can do both, get up and walk. Mm. And the man gets up and walks. So Jesus sees the spiritual. He sees that's the issue. He fixes the spiritual. But to give evidence of who he is, he also fixes the physical. So this is sometimes where there's that mix of physical and spiritual. Um, what happens, though, when you are faced with that and you say, be healed in the name of Jesus and nothing happens? Did it ever happen to Jesus? Well, it actually did. And I'll just quickly mention three instances where prayers weren't answered in the Bible. The first one was when Jesus went back to his hometown. And when he went back to his hometown in Nazareth, it says in uh, Mark 6, 1 to 6, and also in Luke 4, 16, that it seems it was a conditional uh, healings on based on their level of faith, because mm. he says that he couldn't do very many mighty works there, miracles, mm. because of their lack of faith. And he was astounded that they had such lack of faith, but that's where he lived. They watched him grow up, so, you know, they doubted who he was. Another one was in Gethsemane, where Jesus prays, Jesus prays to the Father and clearly in his humanity doesn't want to face the cross. And God's answer was no. Well, clearly it was silence. You know, he went through and he, he faced the cross. Mm. But Jesus prayed for deliverance from that. It didn't come. Jesus himself. Paul also, uh, very clearly in the Bible, Paul says he prays three times for something that was afflicting him. And God's answer was no. Mm. <laughs> No is an answer. <laughs> that, that's hard for us to understand <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, But that shouldn't stop us trying to pray and, uh, oh, and praying anyway. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Because we have to remember, Jason, we're not the ones doing the healing. Mm. And we'll touch more on that after the break. Yeah, for sure. Now, do remember our listener question today. Um, have you ever met somebody who was demon-possessed? Text us in your answer as to what happened, 0488-880-891. This is Hilary Scott with You Can Rest. When your weary heart is hurting Or you're feeling so alone when you think that you're a burden Or nowhere feels like home When everything feels like it's changing And you don't understand why Trying so hard to be strong and brave But so tired you want to cry Don't forget As you fall asleep To lay it the fire. 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with David Maxwell on his series Reflecting Jesus and today we're talking about assisting the afflicted part two and specifically about casting out of demons and the Mm. spiritual healing aspect of Jesus healing ministry. So uh, before the break we're saying that not all prayers are answered for healing, and um, we it's hard to understand why, but uh, you've got something to say, I believe, on, on mm. how and why Jesus delivered people from suffering, because there weren't too many cases where they weren't healed when, mm. uh, when he was around. Yeah, and, and as I was saying before the break, just before we went to the break, it's important to remember it's not us that's doing the healing. You know, many years, uh, for many years as a church elder, I was hesitant to go in healing services or, or, or go when someone said, please come and pray for me that I'm, that I'm healed and made well, because I used to think, well, what if I pray and nothing happens? People mm. are going to look at me. And, and I had to learn that it's not me. 
It's not me. God is using me as an instrument, but it's up to God. If he's the one with the power and he's the one doing the healing, it's up to him how and when and whatever he does to restore or or not restore somebody. Mm. So how did Jesus do it? How did Jesus deliver these people who were afflicted with demons? Well, Jesus, Jesus saw quite clearly what the most pressing issue was for people he ministered to, and that's that they were reconciled to God. You know, Jesus said, I come to do the will of my Father or him who sent me. And in another verse, Jesus says, uh, I came to seek and save that which was lost. So that was the key issue for Jesus. Now, he did the physical healing, as we talked about last week, because of his compassion for us. Mm. He wants better. And there were places he'd go through a town and, no one was left sick. No one was left sick. So, you know, he had compassion on us. But with those who are demon-possessed, the most pressing issue for them is to be removed from that influence first. Because once they're removed from that influence, then they can choose which side they want to be on. They can physically choose because some of them um, had grown like that ever since they were young. They were possessed. And many of them did choose to follow Jesus. So God wants to give people the freedom of choice. Satan wants to take away our freedom of choice. So as we've already discussed, this child who was possessed, Jesus freed him from his affliction just with a word. Um, and, and now what we'll do is we'll just continue in Mark and we'll look at another instance when Jesus did this. And some of you will have heard about the Gadarene demoniacs. So the one, the one or the ones, depending on which version you read, Mark, Matthew or Luke, um, whether it was one or whether it was two. So in Mark, and, and look, you know, people have argued about this. There's no point arguing about whether it was one or two, because Mark and Luke talk about one of them. Matthew says there were two. Well, there probably was two because Matthew talks about two. Mm. But Mark and Luke focus on the results of one particular one of them. Mm. So I find there's no conflict there. So whether it's one or two, it doesn't matter. It, it Clearly, it's a story about one of them that uh, that we want to look at. So the first thing to note is that through the indwelling evil spirit, the man that's mentioned in Mark and Luke is so strong that no one can restrain him. Um, he's quite tormented all the time. And I, and I want you to be clear that we're talking about a serious issue here. Evil spirits are real. They're not imagined. They're strong and they're dangerous. Mm. Don't go playing with this topic. Mm. Okay. Don't go thinking, hey, look, I can sort this out. Um, you'll be in for a surprise. Upon recognizing Jesus, though, and I want to correct this thinking, when this, the, the spirit possessed man comes he falls on his face and worships jesus in his human form he knows who jesus is he knows he can't defeat him and he knows that if he's given a command he has to obey and he comes and pleads for mercy that's really important jesus authority is without question jesus rules the spiritual and jesus simply makes a powerful command and the, the spirits are subject to him he tells an evil spirit to be silent, they comply. When he, he says they have to release someone, they've got to, they must, they've got to obey. Jesus demands that these spirits, because there's apparently heaps in this man, Jesus demands they leave and they can't resist, they have to obey. So such is the power of the one who is God in human flesh. Such is the power of the name of Jesus. And in him is protection from the demonic. I want people to understand that. In Christ, we have power. Mm. Outside of Christ, 
we are no match. Don't go messing with this. Mm. So Jesus also healed. He didn't even have to be present to heal. There was another experience in uh, Matthew 15 and Mark 7 where a Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile, non-Jew, comes pleading with Jesus and says, please, please, um, heal this demon possession from my daughter. So clearly she could see this was not physical. And, and initially Jesus ignores her, and it's a really hard story to read because it sounds like Jesus is being um, cruel, but he's actually teaching his disciples something because that's what they were doing. They were ignoring the non-Jews. So Jesus taught them a lesson, but she also, he also tested this lady's faith. And he comments in Matthew about the level of faith that she had. And in that level of faith, she, he responds and he, he says to her, it can be done to you as you believed and comments on her faith. And she returns home and the child is already healed. And so faith is very important, and we're going to dig a little bit more into that a little bit after the break as well. Mm, awesome. <coughs> well, um, we are going to go to the break um, just a little bit early, but that's okay. We've got a free book offer to talk to you about, to tell you about. It's called Taking the Mystery Out of Death and Hell by Sean Boonstra. In Greek mythology, the river Styx separated the land of the living from Hades, the abode of the dead. When the dead came for you, the ferrymen arrived, uh, sorry, the ferrymen carried you across the river to the other side. Are stories and myths of ancient civilizations enough for you when it comes to death, or do you really want to know what will happen uh, when you are left alone in the graveyard? This book is our free book offer for today. If you don't have the number written down, it's 0488 880891. This is No Longer Slaves by Voices Lee. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no
my fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I can stand and sing. I am a child of God. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every chain. To break every chain, he breaks every chain, he breaks every chain, he breaks every chain. We're no longer slaves, we're no longer slaves, we're no longer slaves. He broke every chain, we're no longer slaves, we're children of Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and today we're finishing up our program with David Maxwell on the topic of Assisting the Afflicted Part 2 Casting Out Demons Before the break we talked about our book offer for today it's called Draining the Sticks Taking the Mystery Out of Death and Hell So if you would like a copy of this book you can text in this code REFLECT19 REFLECT19 no spaces Text that in to 0488880891 and we can get you a copy of this book. Before the date break, David, you're explaining that because Jesus is God, all spiritual forces must obey him. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's very true, Jason. Um, and, and it's important to realize that these these forces or these demons, these fallen angels, that's what they are, they've taken sometimes forcibly against people's will control of people and when people change their habits change their decisions uh, want to get rid of these these affecting spirits they don't give up easily Mm. so we have to be genuine and it's really important as we go through this last section that we actually look at we actually look at um, the seriousness of the situation and the importance in this final section of um realizing that we are not even as powerful as these fallen angels and having a genuine and positive part to play um, in, in as Jesus followers in these spiritual battles for, battles for sometimes ourselves and also others is very, very important. So I, I, just, want, I just want to uh, use an illustration to help show this mm. in something that I've experienced along the way. 
when I was in the Air Force, I was working in a place called uh, 12 Squadron with uh, the Chinooks, the big, the big uh, Army heavy lift helicopters. And I were, there was about uh, 35 people in this group, and within the group there was uh, about, I think, 15, 16 Christians. Now, one of the guys I was speaking to uh, had spent some time in karate, as I had spent time in karate. And before he did any martial arts, he actually spent two years, two and a half years, doing transcendental meditation. And it's something I would tell people to be very aware of and very careful and stay right away from it. So he would explain to me, he said, uh, I've stayed right away from karate now. I've left because I've seen the spiritual side of things. And he said he, he would have these good experiences where he was able to um, feel when there was a threat to him and he was able to be ready and prepared. Mm. But there was times at night when something, he said, this is in his words, something would visit me at night, would choke him, um, try and kill him. And he said when he left the sport, left that transcendental meditation and became a Christian, he had power to overcome that through God and through the indwelling Holy Spirit. And then that left him and it never came back. So he, he said, you know, uh, stay away from that sort of stuff. So too many, too many people mess around with spiritual things and they don't realize what they're fighting against. And many of Jesus' followers actually recognize that the battle we're fighting is not against each other. It's not against each other. It's about these strong spiritual forces that are arrayed against mankind to get us to stay away from God. So to be able to reflect Jesus' behavior, and that's what we're going to look at in this last section, reflecting the behavior that Jesus did, helping people to be delivered from demonic powers or from spiritual oppression. We've got to first recognize that if we're not connected to a stronger force, um, then we naturally possess, possess, we're not going to have a hope. And this is because we, as it says in Hebrews 2.7, we are made a little lower than the angels. We're less powerful than the angels. So if you go up against someone who's more powerful than you, usually you'll lose. Okay, that's just, that's just obvious. We've got to realize we're in a spiritual war, and so we've got to be prepared spiritually. If you look at Job chapter 1, chapter 2, those first parts of those chapters, you can see that there is a spiritual war going on behind the scenes. I want to go to James and I want to read a small passage in James. So in James, um, we we see James is very aware that there's a problem that uh, is more than physical. And he says in James 4, verse uh, 6, God gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble state of our heart. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. We, we like that verse mm. because Satan's running away. But we forget to read the rest. It says, draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. It doesn't just say, you know, say some fancy words and continue living the way you are. Be connected with God. Step away from your sin. Get connected to the power, because if you're not, Mm. Satan's going to laugh at us. He's going to say, 
No power there. There's a very intentional um, decision and uh, <coughs> effort to draw close to God. That is what I see out of that. Very important. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. So how do we do it practically? Well, uh, back in Ephesians, we see practically how to do it. And in Ephesians, it, it's very clear. Paul is writing to the, the church in Ephesus, and he says in verse 12 of chapter 6, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. He experienced this. They faced demonic powers. He knows what he's talking about. And he says, But against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Uh, That's what we have to be aware of, that Mm. we are not in a game. We are not in a game. And in Acts 19, there was a, a a group of Jewish exorcists, they were called, the sons of Sceva. Particularly, there were seven of them, but but there was a, a whole bunch of them that were doing this. And they were going around and they were saying, in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches, um, come out. And they were trying to cast out demons. Mm. Um, and in that story, you see the danger of being too flippant in this battle. Because the demons said, who are you? We know Jesus. We know Paul but we don't know you. Mm. And they jumped on this. They, they overpowered them with the power through this person who was uh, possessed, overpowered all seven of them, and beat, gave them a fearful beating, and they ran out of the house. So this is not a game. It's serious, serious stuff. And so in summary so far, what, what, what we, um, <laughs> we haven't mentioned genuine mental illnesses, and I want to touch on that now, but there is a spiritual thing that's going on. Okay, so hopefully that's clearing people's minds. Mm. So there is both the physical and spiritual ailments. In Jesus' day there was, and in today's age there is. The experience that I had was a person who had both issues. Um, and I know I'm going to run out of time here, so I'll try and be quick. So uh, what, what they had was um, they had issues that were obvious, as in obvious mental health issues. And the way you determine both of these is that initially, if it's something that the person alone experiences, usually it's mental health. So if they hear voices, no one else hears it. This person was able to discern that. Um, No one else hears it. He would look around. Nobody's reacted. Oh, that must be in my mind. And he was able to cope with that. Mm. But when when he showed me his back one day, it was scratched in ways like his entire back was scratched. There's no way he could scratch himself like that. Mm. This was something that was experienced externally. Usually that is demonic possession, things moving in the house, voices that are not the normal person. And, And there's a difference there between the two. So mental health. And demonic possession, he had both. Um, and it's important, it's important that, as you, you see, if you can see a Christian doctor or a Christian psychiatrist to help because they understand those differences. Mm. So, unfortunately, I, I, we're, we're really out of time, and I'm sorry about that today. But it, it's important, it's important that if we, if we want to have victory in the spiritual realm with people, that we ensure we are connected with God. We Mm. make sure our life is right, and we make sure that we are connected with God. We make sure that um, we do everything we possibly can 
to change the things in our life that might be obstructing us from the power of God. That's very, very important. And then remember that it's not us that's doing the healing. It's God that's doing the healing and stay connected with him. I think the allow him to lead. The big lesson is that God heals. Um, he has the power to heal both physically and spiritually, and that's, that's he, right. he is the source. What have you got for us next week, David? Yeah, next week we're going to uh, continue on with um, reflecting Jesus, and we're going to talk about equipping others. So, how can we help prepare other people to be better in their personal, physical, spiritual lives? Okay, and tomorrow we've got Cosman Dan Marika, and he's going to be sharing personal testimony uh, of his life when God leads the way. So I look forward to that. And uh, you've got a couples retreat coming up on the 18th of September, so if you're interested in that, please uh, reach out to us either on this number, 0488880891, and uh, we can put you in touch with the details there. Yeah, if they just text in couples or something like that. Remember, the code for today is REFLECT19. That is to get the book, Draining the Sticks. Have a great day wherever you are. Thanks for joining us, and hopefully you can be back with us tomorrow. Sometimes I wonder why I don't find what I look for Searching places that I know I've been before My friends will tell me, Sid, what you look for is already yours The treasure that you seek is waiting right outside your door Jesus, open my door Cause I want the way And I want the one I want the sun to shine on me And I can't believe that you're showing me The truth of your love That I'm the treasure of your heart The treasure of your heart Life will pick us up and drop us back down again But I'm not scared because tomorrow is in your hands Anyone can find the dirt in someone else's heart Help me be the one to find the gold right from the start Now help me start, yeah, yeah Cause I want the Treasure